This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. I'm going to talk about exploring the Spirit, but you're going to love this word. (laughs) Say the word wait. Oh, it's a sexy word. It's a beautiful word in the Spirit. It's such a beautiful word, and I'm going to talk about it. Amen? All right. Um, So I want to read some scriptures, and I just kind of want to go off what Pastor Kathy hit and Pastor Gavin hit uh, the week before. Um, so we're just going to, I just want to give you some scripture just to kind of get you going where we're, where we're headed. So John 1, 6. I'm going to kind of go fast on these one, two, three, four ones. Uh, John 1, 6, Passion says this. For the natural realm only gives birth to the things that are natural, but the spiritual realm gives birth to the supernatural life. John four twenty three verse 24. From now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with a right heart. As um, Pastor Rafa just said, for God is spirit and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. Colossians 1.27, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. The mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people, and God wants everyone to know it. And the last scripture, 2 Corinthians 4.18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Ah, so what all these scriptures have in common is that there is a reality that's inside us and around us that is wanting us to draw all of our attention and focus on. That there is a realm that is much more real than the natural, more real than money, anything that we taste, hear, taste, and touch. And we are called as Christians to explore that realm like never before. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom, right? The mature children of God are those who are led by the Spirit, right? So there is a realm. So I want to talk about this. So let's just practice this real quick. Everyone close your eyes. Everyone say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see. Holy Spirit, open my senses to taste the goodness of God. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for today. 
that right now, today, would be a starting point, if we haven't begun yet, of this journey of life in the Spirit, this life of being God's favorite, that we are loved every second of every day, and that every circumstance we face, there is a spiritual reality you want us to explore. And everything we touch, from doing dishes, to parenting, to handling our bills, there is another reality that you want us to explore. So I ask you, Holy Spirit, for the divine confidence that you would place in us to explore the Father's love like never before. Give us the boldness to read the word, not just for information, but to actually encounter it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk about really journeying into this realm of the Spirit. Because if you're at this house, one of the prophetic words over this house is you are called to demonstrate what it means to live in the Spirit. That's why you're here. Some of you, God brought you here and God's like, you can't leave because you're called to demonstrate what it means to live in the Spirit. So we have to begin to explore this thing called life in the Spirit. And it's uncomfortable. I love doing this with people when I say, close your eyes, because I always like to see how long it takes for people to start opening their eyes and go, okay. <laughs> it's true, but it just shows we suck at waiting on God. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say, could, could I just be honest with you? It's okay. Say, it's okay. It's okay. The natural world is very loud and it's very broadcasting. It's very entertaining. And so we haven't really explored this waiting on God. So remember this, you can't serve two masters. You get to choose what you get to entertain. And I have good news for you. God's addiction is you and me. <laughs> so he's always open for business. He's ready for us to explore and engage if we dare ask and wait. And, pa and Pastor Gavin talked about, I want to say three weeks ago, he talked about hum humility and hunger, a passion. I know for me, I encounter heaven and spirit when, you ready for this? I have no more options in the natural. I have to give up on myself and go, Plan A sucks, plan B sucks, plan C almost killed me. So now God, I do nothing. <laughs> and to me, that is the greatest journey in the spirit. And so I want to talk about this thing that I, I think we, we have to really learn to explore. And it's called waiting on the Lord. Now, I think a lot of us, we hear waiting and we think time. It has nothing to do with time, but everything to do with expectation. I'll give you um, an example. My father, or you guys have known the story of my, my father and my wife. My wife, when she waits on my dad, she expects it. So the time isn't very long. Why? She knows she's loved by, by my dad. When you know you're loved, waiting is something so fun. The reason we don't wait is we don't really enjoy or really owning how much we are loved by him. Because when you know you're loved by him, you can draw on him. You could pull on him. You can do what Peter said, said silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, watch this, get up. He was able to give what he actually had, what he actually encountered, and that's spirit. Amen? So what we choose to entertain, I love how Bill Johnson says this, you will always release the kingdom you are most aware of. Right? So we know the will of God. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Pray without, in everything give. That means in every circumstance you're in, there is a reality that's far greater. Have you explored it? Do you know it? Can you actually tell me? Because if not, I know something about you. You did not wait. 
I know for a fact you did not wait. And I want to talk about the joy of waiting on the Lord. So I'm going to go ahead and embarrass myself. Um, I did the engaging with God class for my people that were there. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, so I'm going to show you what waiting on the Lord looks like. So one of the translation means this. It means to bind together by twisting. And I did this in the class. So when I wait on the Lord, what actually looks like this, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, this is what waiting on God looks like. This is what waiting on God looks like. It's not sitting there going, he'll show up any second. No. I have Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're in a dance in me, and I'm going to bind with them. So I want to break down this word wait that you may not know about. Are we ready? All right. First things first. Um, Say the word kava. So Isaiah 40, verse 31. We have to know what the fruits of, of waiting are, and you're going to love them because they're all amazing. And if I read these verse and you go, man, I don't have that, you know why. <laughs> you ready? So I, I, please be honest with your heart this morning. I've learned this with God. You want God to be real with you? Be real with him. Right? If you're broken, say, I'm broken. If I'm angry, say, I'm angry. If, I'm in, if I have debt, say, I have debt. I think sometimes we try to just stay in the natural by throwing a scripture on something and we don't explore in. Spirit is about connection. It's about connection and relationship with him. Natural is all about, I did it or he did it, but there was no connection. His heart is connection. Amen. Here we go. Those who wait on the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So are you weak this morning? Are you weary? Are you faint? Go to the first line. (laughs) Psalm 27 verse 13. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall what? Strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Um, Psalm 37, verse 9. Oh, I love this one. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall what? Those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Um, Where is Rafa? Rafa said it beautifully this morning. Say the word inherit. My flesh wants to conquer the world. Spirit says you get to inherit it. As a son, I'm not fighting for anything. I get it. I'm a son. I inherit. It's a spiritual concept. Every place my soul treads upon, it's given to me. But if I decide to go the natural route, I'm going to have a natural reality, which means I have to conquer it. Does this make sense? So I'll say it again. Those who wait in the Lord shall inherit. I like to think of it, Jesus said this way. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? He adds things. He adds things. He does the adding. He does the giving. Amen? So this word wait means this. It's the word kava, And it means to wait or hope for in expectation. To bind together by twisting and to wait for, say, eagerly. Eagerly. I think some of us, we wait looking at time. We don't wait licking our lips. If I told you in your office or your home right now was your hero. That if you go home and Bill Gates is sitting there, you go, we got to go home now. I think a lot of us, we go, let's go home to wait on the Lord. And we go, we don't have a view of a fun God, people. (laughs) 
We don't have a view of a God that says all things are possible. We don't have a view of God that says, as I am, so are you in this world. We don't have a view of God where it says greater works you will do. All things are possible if you can believe. So this is the God we serve. So I I truly believe waiting on the Lord is going to become the greatest addiction in your life. If you can admit some things. You're not where you want to be. (laughs) You want more. How many of you want more? If you don't want more, leave. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I'm serious. But that, that, that's really the truth is how many of you actually want transformation? Like, can you be honest where you're like, I know for me becoming a father, I was like, okay, God, this anger has to go. I'm going to hurt someone. Like this has to go, right? Um, I'm in debt. This thing, okay, my way is not working. My plotting, my screaming, it is going backwards. So I need, I need, I need right? I need something with some substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Uh, Jackie said, faith comes by hearing. I love the message translation says this, before you could trust, you have to listen. So to listen, guess what you have to do? Wait, shut up and wait. Can I just be honest with you? Now I want to talk about kind of the brain and the spirit. And I want to break this through um, um, Isaiah. I love Isaiah 30. So you're going to hear the voice of God and he's talking about Egypt. And you're going to kind of see... Our way versus God's way. Because the biggest thing I've learned about my brain and my spirit is anything I go to, there's really two options. There's three, but I'm going to use two. For example, I'm in a circumstance and I get hit with something. My brain starts to create my expectation, good or bad, right? My expectation is, oh, this here it comes. When it rains, it pours, right? Or, oh, this could mean, this could lead to this, 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 this. Anyone's brain do that? right? right, And all of a sudden, the, the journey starts going in the brain. Now, that's my expectation. Say, that's okay, it's just my brain. There's nothing wrong with you. The brain's just doing what the brain does. Yay. But we are new creations, which means we have to live from a new place called, say, spirit or heart or mind. Now, here's the key. Um, one more scripture real quick. Look at um, Psalm 62, verse 5. And this is kind of my cornerstone scripture for tonight. This is the key. Uh, Psalm 62, verse 5, New King James. It says this. He alone is my rock and my... Oh, verse 5, I'm sorry. That's a good one, though, too. Can you go one verse back? Did I give you the wrong one? Psalm 62, verse 5. So it says this. My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. I'll say that again. My soul waits silently for God because my expectation has to come from him. How many of you have ever taken a scripture and leaned on your expectation of it and it didn't work? Everybody raise your hand. Liars. You use the scripture and let's face it, you didn't get the outcome you wanted. Amen. This is where I need you to be honest. Was it your expectation or his expectation? See, these are just simple questions. Was that my expectation or was his expectation? If I got his expectation, why, why, how do you, I get that? I wait for his expectation. So I'm hit with something. I know what my brain wants to do. It starts plotting A, B, and C. Now, with that, I have to begin to wait and say, this is my idea, but God, what do you say? What do you say? This is how I think it is. But as an able, what does it look like for me? 
Does this make sense? Now this can be very uncomfortable. I've learned this and I've been practicing waiting on the God for a few years now. And if, if you've ever done this, we've, we've been doing this with engaging with the God class and I've had to, had to get them to, to be still. Say still. I know it's kind of a hard word. And it's so fun because here's the thing about waiting on the Lord. And if you want to write this note down, this is the biggest thing I've learned what waiting on the Lord does. It crucifies the flesh. It's going to cause it to squirm. Waiting on the Lord causes you to get out of the brain and into the spirit. And if you haven't practiced this, I bet my house, you're going to be uncomfortable. And that's okay. Any new area, any new place you go into, isn't it not always uncomfortable? This is a new realm. This is a new reality. It's meant to bring uncomfortable. That's why he gives you the Holy Spirit. Because he doesn't want your strength relying on your plan. He wants you to rely on your connection with him. So if I don't know his plan, if I don't have his expectation, there's no connection. There's no connection. There's no strength except my plan, A, B, and C. There's, there's, my strength is what? My scheme, my plotting. Amen? And so with my plotting and scheming, I'm going to get not God's result. So I wait alone for God because my expectation has to come from him. Now I've learned this. You're not going to like this. The reason you don't wait long enough as you think you have a great idea. <laughs> the reason you don't wait is you think your idea is better and it looks better. Can I tell you something? Here's the difference between natural and spiritual. Nate and I were talking. In the natural, it looks like everything's falling apart. But in the spiritual, it looks like everything's falling into place. Pick every, any Bible story in the Bible, pick any story, Gideon, David, and Goliath, Jesus being born in the natural. It looks like it's falling apart. It's not working. But the spiritual reality is he knows exactly what he's doing. He's getting what he wants. Can I tell you something? If it was just how we wanted it, life would be so boring. This is what we do. This is what our brain does. I got a word from God. I got to go from here to there. My brain goes, oh, I know what it should look like. Oh, that was easy. Thank you, God. Good journey. There's no God in that. There's no glory in that. There's no power of God. There's no trust. There's no connection. It's just a lot of I, 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 I. And then I end my day going, I didn't see a lot of power. Duh. <laughs> duh. Sorry, duh. Where did you wait on him? Think of Gideon. Gideon gets his word from God. You're going to defeat the Midianites. Okay, great idea. Let me get my massive army. And God goes, what? Ask them, ask them if, if they don't want to fight, ask them to go home. How many of you want to go home? They all, right, a big chunk goes home. Once again, Gideon's thinking what? It's falling out of place. It is falling out of place. This is not good, God. And God's going, oh, no, 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 no. This is, this is good. Good. Now, now, we're, now we're trusting. Uh, still not enough. Go down, drink water, right? Those who lap up, send them home. Once again, Gideon's like, it's getting worse. It's falling more out of place. But spiritually, what's going on? There's a better reality at play that he's not seen, that God is going to be able to be God, not you. Are you God in your circumstance or is God? It's really simple. So we have to wait on the Lord because there is a greater reality. Does this make sense? Elijah would say it this way. Oh, pff, there's more for us than against us. You just don't see it, baby. Right? Think about Mary giving birth to the son of God. Can't find a place. 
Naturally, what is it looking like? Everything's falling apart. What's the spiritual reality? Everything dad is going, it is, trust me, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. And here's the thing though, he invites us to know. The whole reason you got born again is so that he could call you his home. And now he's wanting to connect, but it's spirit, say spirit. So we have to learn individually this journey of Christ in us. This journey of, and this is how you have to get there, I don't know, so I have no choice but to wait. And I've have other choices, you got 10 minutes, God. We do this, we do this. And then we, we all go, where's the power? Where's the power, where is it? I didn't even connect with him. It's much easier to lean on how I think it should look like. Ask Jackie, ask Katie, ask, ask uh, my wife about writing that book. I'm sure there were multiple times it looked like it's falling apart, right? Where it's like, we're not going to finish this book. Let's just quit. And God's going, there's a better reality that I'm doing with the three of y'all that you don't like that I'm loving right now. I'm loving it. I'm getting my way. You got to remember, Gideon's steps, God's going, oh, I'm loving this. 300, woo Think about Gideon once again. What does Gideon do? I, I want to go to the part where he starts like, okay, there's 300 of us. We'll get bow and arrows, flamethrowers, launchers. We'll get grenades. We'll get, we'll, we'll get all these natural things. And God's going, no, no, no. Bring a trumpet, a glass. And, you know, <laughs> once again, it's like, no, God, no. So this is the argument, the internal argument that's going in him. Like, like, no, no, like, no, God, no. That's us every day. But a lot of us don't even make it to that point because we're just leaning on, I know what Monday should look like. So I, I don't even go down at all. Right? I know what Tuesdays look like. I know what Wednesdays look like. Wednesdays I go to soccer practice is this. And we wonder, where was the journey with God? Did you wait on him at all? Did you ask him at all? He's open for business and I'm going to prove it to you in Isaiah. Did you wait on him? I'll say it again. Waiting on him is like I'm licking my lips going, I am a, in the spirit, what are we? We are sons of Zion. We are sons and daughters. We are God's favorite. So prayer is what? I'm receiving his plan. I'm giving up on my plan and I'm going, God, I don't know, so I wait. You know what prayer is? It is receiving. Say receiving. It is my awareness and my oneness of God is with me, so I wait. I know what my brain wants to do, but I don't know anymore, so I wait. And then I have the chance to explore. I always explore and I have to test it. Say test. Now, I got to be honest with you. Someone that's practicing this, it's going to get messy. But I have good news for you. We're sin abounds. What abounds? Grace. His loving kindness abounds more. And if I'm honest with you, I get a greater encounter when I miss it than a lot of times when I get it. This is really funny. And I see that in my son. The more he falls and sees dad there, the more bold he gets. Isn't that funny? The more he falls and encounters me picking him up, he goes, oh, I got more boldness now. In our day, how many times did you fall? So you, you probably never encountered the love of God, if you're honest. You would know if you encountered it. Amen? Does this make sense? So I want to talk about this in Isaiah, because this is beautifully, and this is God's voice. So we're going to go to Isaiah 30. Oh, yeah, we'll go back to it. Yeah, Isaiah 30. You'll love this. We'll do New King James. We're going to do it in the uh, message as well. Oh, I love this. What did I say, Isaiah? How's everyone doing? You guys are quiet. Could you say God is fun? It's all right. It's all right. Start waiting. Good. 
Here we go. Isaiah 30, verse 1. Here's dad. Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord. Who what? Who take counsel, but not of me. Who devise plans, but not of my spirit. That they may add sin to sin. What is sin? Separation from God. They're adding their idea, their idea over God. So they're adding, I can do this without you. The more I do that with him, the more separated I am. He's still there, but it's me going, whoop, I got this. A, B, and C. I got my bank account. I got my ducks in a row. This is, I'll come, you know, but not of my spirit. Let's keep reading. Who walk and go down to Egypt and have what? And have not asked my advice. (sighs) To strengthen themselves in the strength of what? Pharaoh. What does Pharaoh represent? The world. Slavery. Right? Slavery. Work. Not sonship. Not inheritance. It's me trying to conquer. It's my idea. I got to get this done. Busyness. Right? Let's keep going. And who trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore, the strength of Pharaoh shall be your what? Shame. How many of you experienced that one? When your idea blew up in your face and you were like, God, that, I'm sorry. That was all me. <laughs> right? Like, okay, this isn't working. How many of you are having those moments? I believe uh, we're going to see more of these moments where we're going to realize more and more our ways are not working. It's going to be, it says, you will be put to shame for your idea. It's going to be exposed of like, that's not God. That's you leaning on your own understanding. And trust in the shadow of Egypt shall be your humiliation. For his princess were at Zoan and his ambassadors came to Hanes. They were all ashamed of people who could not benefit them or, be- or help or benefit. Am I good? Yeah. But a shame and also a reproach. I want to stop there and jump over to the message. Same thing in the message. I just love the message. It just paints pictures. And, and I, I love uh, Peterson's titles. <laughs> I want to meet this guy. The title of this is this, All Show, No Substance. <laughs> I love it. Here you go. Message, same, same, same verses, one through five. Doom, rebel children, God's de- decree. You make plans, but not mine. You make deals, but not in my spirit. You pile sin on sin, one sin on top of another, one decision without God on top of another decision without God on top of another decision without God does not equal God. It equals I. (laughs) Sorry, am I yelling? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, I need to be gentle. Am I yelling at you guys? I'm sorry. This is all fun. This is all fun. I'm sorry if I'm yelling. I really just came to play, baby. Just look at me. I'm okay to play, baby. Thank you. One sin on top of another, going off to Egypt with what? Without so much as asking me. You're hearing the father's heart. This is the father going, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I I know this world better than anything. I know what you're seeing. Ask me. Ask me. Please, for the love of me, ask me. Jesus said it, for without me, you can do, ask me, ask me, ask me. This is it. He's not like going shame. He's going, ask me. That's my water. There's a revelation there. Let's keep going. 
Going off to Egypt with so much as asking me, running off to Pharaoh for what? Protection. Who is your protection? Who's your wraparound shield? Who's your defender? Who's the strength of your life? These are questions you have to ask. Who's the strength of your life? Who's holding that up for you? Did you ask him or is it you? Is it your plan? Is it, we still got money in the bank account? Is it, if this doesn't work, I still have, we'll go to God later. <laughs> we do that. Do we not? Welcome to North, Northern Virginia, people. Right? Running off to Pharaoh for protection, expecting to hide out in Egypt. I love this. Well, some protection Pharaoh will be. <laughs> some hideout. Egypt, huh? They look big and important, true. With officials strategically established in Zoan in the north and Haines in the south, but there's nothing to them. Okay, don't, don't I have to read that. This will sound mean if I say it harshly. I'm, I'm saying this to myself. Anyone stupid enough to trust them will end up looking stupid. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the Bible. I'm just reading the Bible. Can't be mad at me for that one. All show no substance. An embarrassing farce. Now I want to break, now I want to go jump down to verse, um, where did I say we we're going to go? 15. We're going to move forward just to see what God's response is and answer for you. Now everyone just repeat after me, say what I just read is me a little bit. It's me. I'm up here saying it's me. There, there's, there's a lot of glory I'm not experiencing because I'm about me. Could, could you say that this morning? There's a lot of glory. My shadow hasn't yet healed someone yet. I still want to see a dead body raised. I want to see, there's so much glory I want to see. In the New Testament, I'm supposed to see glory upon glory upon glory. So I'm just going to go ahead and admit to you as a pastor, that first chunk is me. I'll admit it for you. It's me. It's me. I got my plans. And it's foolish, right? So, now we're going to read the father. What is his answer to that man? What is the answer to the man that's just leaning on their own understanding? There's an answer. Amen. He knows where he has us. He's not thrown off. Here we go. Verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. Servant says, dad. Just say dad. Dad says this. In returning and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But what? But you would not. For you said, no, we will flee on horses. Therefore, you shall flee. And we will ride off on swift horses. Therefore, those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand shall flee at the threat of one. And at the threat of five, you shall flee. Till you are left as a pole on top of a mountain and as a banner on a hill. Verse 18. Verse 18 is the Father's heart in every circumstance. Are you ready? You know, while we're busy, you know what he's doing? Oh, thank you, Rafa. Well, let's read it. Let's, why don't we just read it? Therefore, the Lord will wait. wait that he may what? Be gracious to you. And therefore, he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. While you're busy, the Father is doing one thing in you. Waiting. Waiting. Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. Pray without ceasing. Ask me. Stop throwing scripture at things. Ask me about the scripture. 
Stop doing scripture lottery and just putting on on something and ask me about the scripture. Let me, let me show you what it's going to be for you. Oh, we all have done that. Don't lie to me. By your stripes, I'm healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I, no. What does that mean for me? So while we're busy, he's in there waiting. The father right now is in you licking his lips going, maybe it's the day he asked me something. <laughs> maybe this is the day he needs my help. Why is he waiting? What does he want to do? Be gracious to you, not punish you. To be gracious to you, to express his loving kindness over you. The reason you're plotting your own thing is you don't believe you're loved. So you have to work for it. Those who are loved, love to wait. Love to wait because they know dad. So we wait so he can be gracious to us. So me waiting is I'm not waiting for time, but I'm waiting because he's about to pummel me with his love and his plan and his excitement, you ready? For me, for Abel Diaz, I can't wait for you. As I wait for God, the more I bump into him, the more I bump into Abel Diaz. Because the more excited I'm about Abel Diaz, the more I will love others. Love your neighbor as you. If you're not excited about you, you haven't waited. You haven't asked God about you. When you wait for him, his expression of love is so dynamic, but it's so unique. The way he loved every single individual was exactly that way. It had to be authentic. It had to be one of a kind and you can't copy. And I think there's this culture where we love copying. We just do it. Well, it worked for Bill Johnson, it worked for me. Well, what's, I'm not your daddy. Pastor Gavin will never be your daddy. The reason you got born again is so that God could daddy you himself. And he's in there waiting, going, ask me, ask me. No? Okay. When you, when, when you come to the end of you, I'm still here. That's what he does. Every time we fall, he's still going, I'm still here. Ask me. Ask me. Now I want to break down some of these words. Um, well, let's go to the message real quick. We'll do the same thing about the message, then we'll break down those words. Because the message, I just love the message translation. So the title for this part is, and you're going to have to suck this one up. God takes the time to do everything right. My flesh, my brain is always in a hurry to control. Right? God takes the dime to do everything right. Are you willing to do it his way? That's what life in the spirit is. I'll say it again. Natural might look like it's falling apart, but in here, if you be a son, it's just falling into place, baby. I see calling you baby. Is that okay? We're all brides. He calls us babies. All right. God, the master, the holy one of Israel, has this solemn counsel. Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourselves. Your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me. The very thing what you've been unwilling to do. You've said, no way. We'll rush off on horseback. I'll buy a lottery ticket. I'll, you know, take another, you know, whatever it is your thing is. I'll take another job. I'll get more busy, right? I'll get more busy. You've said, we'll ride off on a fast horses. Do you think your pursuers ride on old nags? <laughs> God is really enjoying life. Can I tell you? Jesus came to give what? Life and life more abundantly. He enjoy your story that you're walking out. He's loving. He loves us so much. He loves the unique journey. Think again. 
<laughs> Do you think your pursuers ride old nags? <laughs> I just love the message. Think again. A thousand of you will scatter before one attacker. Before meal five, you'll all run off. There'll be nothing left of you. A flagpole on a hill with no flag. A signpost on a roadside with the sign torn off. Verse 18, here we go. But God's not finished. He's waiting around to be gracious to you. He's gathering strength to show mercy to you. God takes the time to do everything right, everything. And those who wait around for him are the lucky ones, are the blessed ones, those who wait on him. We have to explore the waiting. We have to explore the quietness. And so I have to break down these words for you because it is uncomfortable. You know, we talked in our engaging of God class. If you haven't begun to do this, I'm telling you what waiting on the God does is it, it kills the flesh. And if you haven't begun to do this, it is uncomfortable because sometimes God does this. How long are you willing to wait? Is it that important to you? Do you really want it? And it's not a, a, this is where, remember, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. But I know for me, I'm willing to, I'll take as long as it takes if I'm what? I'm broken, humble. If I have no other options, I will wait as long. And it comes. I've seen the greatest transformations when I have no other options. What are you holding on to too tightly that's keeping you out of the spirit? What's something natural that's holding you too tightly that God's saying, ask me, just ask me. Amen? Ask me. So you're going to love these words. And the top of verse 30, where it says, in verse 15, you know where it says, in returning and rest? That word return means this. It means to retire, <laughs> to withdraw. So when he says, <laughs> I love that, say retire. In other words, you have your plans, would you just retire? Just retire. Those who return to me, those who shall retire. And it says what? And rest shall you be saved. You know what that word rest means? It means quietness. Resting. A lighting down. You shall be saved. And it says in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Now that word quietness, you ready for this? I love this word. It's the word sakat. Say sakat. Give us some chuch. You love brainers are going to hate this one. That word quietness means this, to become inactive. To become completely inactive as a baby in their father's arms. To become completely inactive. And that's hard when my brain is worrying when my brain is wanting to plot and scheme and yeah, but this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. That's why we have to wait and allow the opportunity for the Father to show you his grace. Everything finds completion in his grace. Or as Paul said, grace alone empowers me. What is empowering your day? Is it his grace or is it your plan? Honestly, what gets you to work? His love or I know how to get to work? Does this make sense? All right. Don't call me sir. Just kidding. Call me baby. <laughs> I want to read something that, um, um, oh, what's her name? 
Caroline Leaf wrote, and she says this. First of all, I want to I want to give you the definition of the word unique. You know, in the Bible in Ephesians 2:10, where it says, We are God's masterpiece, where's workmanship? That word means this: stand alone, set apart, one of its kind, unlike anything else. So you have to explore that. You're a you, I'm an Abel. How he speaks to Abel is gonna be so different from a Rafa. So I have to get, I'm gonna say it, get messy with it. Because I think sometimes I'll read a Smith Wigglesworth book and go, edit, copy, edit, paste. And if I'm honest with you, I don't get transformation. I might see something cool, but I, I don't get transformation. I have to wait. And here's what Caroline Leaf says. If you try to be someone else, you are actually causing brain damage. The more you desire to be like that person that you see as the ideal person, the more you are working against the natural design of your brain and the more neurodegeneration or toxic thinking you are creating. Yeah. <laughs> like the wows. <sighs> I think we're at a place living faith where I do believe there's going to be a time where the body's going to come together. And I think of the Avengers. You guys, how many of you have ever seen those movies, the end game, leading up to it? I, I love the end game, that big war where everyone comes together and they all love each other and they just defeat the enemy and it's so easy. But before that, they each had, had to have their own individual story. Iron Man had to create his own history. Hulk had to create his own history. All these people had to have their own history with God. And before this body comes together, we have to create our own history with God. Or else this is what's going to happen. My thumb is going to try to be my knee. And my knee is going to be like, no, you're a thumb. And we're going to not like each other. There's going to be jealousy amongst the ranks. You don't find your identity until you meet the Father. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What is that freedom from? Other people. I'm free to love them because they're a knee and I'm a pinky toe. And I love a tinky. I'm, a, I'm the sexiest pinky toe around. We have to love who God created us to be. We have to love our role. And that's through knowing him. A lot of times in our situations, our brain is, I'm a, I'm a David, so I'm going to do it this way. Did you ask him? Maybe he wants you to be a Jonathan and shut up. Have you asked him? Every circumstance requires you to receive something, a heavenly reality. Colossians 3, set your mind on things above. The passion says this way, feast on heavenly realities. So I'm just going to give you an example how it's working for me. And waiting on the Lord, there, there are two types. There's waiting on the Lord as in, I wake up early in the morning and I'll just sit with God and I'll just do what Gavin talked about two weeks ago. I will be still and what? Know that he is God. And I'll just say, you love me. I love you. And I'll just wait. I'll just wait. And when I first started doing this, yeah, it, was, it looked stupid. But as I began honoring it, the more, I don't know how to explain it, it's like, it's like when a child, when Judah stands on my feet, I can take the lead. When I wait, I don't know, I feel this transition where all of a sudden I'm on his feet and he takes the lead. That's what waiting does. It's a surrender to what he wants to do. So waiting on the Lord does require me to lay down what I want and go, God, what do you want? I will wait. The other waiting on the God is, it's just a moment or my brother here calls it the sacred pause. I'm in traffic. Someone cuts me off and my brain wants to do something. Yes? 
It's just my brain. My brain plotted. You should go around them and then give them the finger and maybe even throw some nickels at them. No? Okay. Just able. Batteries, right? Batteries. <laughs> so I, I'm in a circumstance right there. The more you begin to practice, the more it's easier. I just wait and go, wait. There's something greater at play here. Holy Spirit, who is able in this place? Who is able in this place? I'm going to what? Ask him. I'm not going to ride off on my horseback, right? What happens if I do that? So I'm going to wait. What, uh, I'm, that's my plan. I give up my plan. What do you say? In other words, before I can trust, I have to listen. What are you doing in this moment? And I do that in everything. In the spirit, uh, when I do dishes, I'm just asking him, you're loving me right now. Why you vacuum? And everything is an encounter with him. If you'll just honor it or just become ready, aware. I'm not alone. God is with me. What do you say? And I have to learn to, and this is the most uncomfortable one, and we struggle this in prayer. Shut up. <laughs> Stop talking. Allow him to talk. No matter how uncomfortable it is, allow him to talk. Allow him to talk. And when I say listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. I like the word listen, but to me, I like the word commune. Because sometimes he gives me words. Sometimes he gives me pictures. Um, Rafa, today he said he got a feeling. I just got presence. I don't know what he's going to give you. It might be a word. It might be a picture. It might be a scripture. But I'm allowing him the opportunity to commune with me. I was at the gym, and this is how he communes with me. I was just sitting with God, and I, and I, and I was like, someone tried to prophesy about me, and I'm like, God, that didn't sound right. Anyone ever get one of those? <laughs> didn't quite touch me here. So I said, God, who am I in the spirit? And all of a sudden I heard, and then I went, low, ride, rise a little higher. This is what's going on in my spirit. Low, ride, rise a little slower. And I'm like, oh. Because this word that came to me, there was something off. I just I had a test. I was like, okay, God, what do you say? He said, Abel, I don't want you to be busy. You're a low rider. You drive low and slow, baby. You're an Abel. I'm a low rider. I am low and slow. I'm in no rush. When I go to the gym, I'm just low and slow, and I just get jelly on people. Jesus. What kind of car are you? Have you asked him? Because if you don't know, you, you might try to be a Tesla, and you're not. <laughs> Not a bad thing. I'm serious. Have you asked him? So now when I go to the gym, I know. He spoke to me. I'm a low rider. Low riders are just low and slow. Got my hydraulics when it's time. I'm serious. This is how God's speaking to me. And, and it's so funny. When I engage that, you know what happens to me? I get more bold. Divine encouragement comes on me, and I can't help but like, oh, I'm getting jelly on that guy. But if I go in there and I've done this, I'll, I'll admit this. If I go in there going, man, Rafa prayed for so-and-so. I need to get busy at the gym too. I just copied. What happens? More toxic thinking. I just, I just try to copy. A lot of us are doing this. This is where I have to say, be careful of social media. It's such a copy culture. This so-and-so does it this way. So-and-so, shut up and ask God. Don't look like other people. You're unique, one-of-a-kind, set-apart. Did you ask him? So we're going to have fun this morning. Everyone close your eyes. Oh, jeez. There's a table there. We're going to have fun this morning. Say, Father, you live me. Are you living me? Sorry. <laughs> say, you love me. All right, now say, Holy Spirit, what kind of car am I? 
Oh, wait. Just wait. If you got one, ask him why. I say, why am I that car? Now take it deeper. Ask him another question. What kind of music is this car playing? What's the soundtrack to this car? Now, with your word that you're getting, you get to play in that. You just got a heavenly reality about you, and it's that easy. You can now explore that and go get dirty with it. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for every person here, and I thank you for the individuality. I thank you for the uniqueness that you made us not to look like anyone else. So I thank you just for the authentic voice you have for us personally. That in your presence is fullness of joy. So our journey, oh my gosh, is, is vibrant and alive and you are ecstatic about it. So I pray that, that every heart would just be awakened to how excited you are to be in them. That they are your dream come true. That they are your dream car. <laughs> I'm your dream car, God. So I just thank everyone. Say, I am your dream car, God. Woo! Yeah, so give us the confidence to explore that. And if there's any area of our lives that we're holding on to tight, too tightly, that we haven't even begun to ask you, show us. Help us slow down and ask you. Show us, Lord. If there's anything natural that just has too much of our attention. So I just thank you for every person here, I pray.